a Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. <laughs> Nat, we are living in just the weirdest headspace you know the world is weird and even just you know in our little world it's fine generally we've kind of got a confession don't we yeah this is I'm trying to lead up to it full disclosure okay so <laughs> what happens when we get our guests we find there's someone a few we, ways there is there is there's a few ways that often, people find their way, way on our show that's right so oh. often we'll find we'll come across someone we're like oh, okay that sounds interesting something that we haven't done a lot of so let's do that okay great so then there's a process whereby they get booked and da 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 we're going to do all that However, sometimes you get a guest and you might have forgotten exactly how you got, the guest. How you got him. <laughs> oh, dear. There's my phone. So today's guest, we got her and we're really glad we did, but we got her confused with a different person. And so everything we'd prepared to talk about today has just gone a little bit left of centre. So welcome to the Wellness Collective, Nikki Thompson. I hope you are ready for a wild ride because we don't know how this is going to go. Always, always. I'm really excited. I am willing fun. to bet that Nikki has talked her talk for a while and she's going to be fine. <laughs> she knows exactly what she's here to deliver. She's done it before. This is not her first rodeo. It's going to be okay. She's a professional. I'm like, totally. you and I. <laughs> <laughs> We're professionals just in different ways. And sometimes the more structured life is for some of us, the more crap hits the fan. Well, you know what, though? We have it's talked true. a lot about authenticity. I know, we have, but you know what? I used to always look at people and go, man, I just, why can't I be organised like that? Why can't I have that execution already mapped out? Why can't? And then I realised that that actually doesn't work for me. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, now I can be kinder to myself. I can accept that I work better with less structure and more creative freedom. Mm -hmm. And now I don't worry about it anymore, but it took me a while. Okay. Nikki, please introduce yourself and tell us your background and why you're here today. Sure. Okay. So I live on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland and beautiful part of the world. And I am a mum of three. I'm a single mum. And for the past few years, um, I've been working with women on how to embrace their sexual energy. So this is quite an exciting topic. And I feel like everyone is ready to continue this discussion now, as opposed to, you know, a few years ago. Uh, so for me, I was the good girl growing up, you know, got the grades, got the uni degree, got the second degree, got, you know, we got married, we had the kids, we got the house, the whole lot. And I remember just feeling like, is this my life? You know, who, whose life is this? I just was looking around feeling as though none of it was exactly what I wanted, you know, I'd got used to kind of wearing these masks and they felt like that was who I really was, but it wasn't like I couldn't, I kind of got to this point where I'm like, you know what, this just isn't working anymore. And I remember this, this, there was like a pivotal moment for me. I had my third child. She was, I was breastfeeding her, you know, the nights kind of they're just really long and lonely when you're breastfeeding. So I had her in one hand, I had my phone in the other and I was scrolling through Facebook and you know how you're kind of scrolling and you're just constantly refreshing, hoping that something 
is interesting on that newsfeed. <laughs> and this um, one particular point, something actually interesting popped up and it was all about this 30-day orgasm challenge. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a little confronting for me. Like I can um, do this whilst I'm breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got three kids. I'm up all night. Let's have orgasms for 30 days onto that. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Okay, great. <laughs> I thought, wow, like this is a bit weird, but I had nothing else interesting to read at this point. So I thought, okay, we'll read it. I couldn't have the TV on because then it wakes up my daughter and it's all those things. So before you move on, I have to tell you the boring thing I used to do. I used to Mm. like watching the SBS World News weather and seeing how hot it was in Baghdad, usually about 50 (laughs) degrees. (laughs) So yours is way more interesting. Well, it depends on how long ago you had children as well as to what was available to watch. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like first child, like I think Facebook was just kind of coming around. So that's the same as me. I used to be grateful for it, but I don't know that I was even interested in what was on there in the morning. Whereas my second child, I was like, thank goodness for Instagram. My goodness. Otherwise, what were we doing? We were reading challenges, but go, please tell us. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I was reading this challenge and this woman was talking about how she got all this energy and all of this other stuff was happening and all these changes that happened. I was thinking, where do you get the energy to even start something like this? And so I kind of had dismissed it, um, thought it was cool. But then, you know, when you um, do Facebook, you read something on Facebook, you start getting pummeled with some other messages. So kind of kept following me around for a few days. Um, and then I thought I would kind of start thinking about this challenge. So I started going into it. And at this point, um, it was all like, there was so many beliefs kind of coming up for me about masturbation, about kind of reaching for pleasure and, and doing this on your own. And, you know, I was married and all of these things were coming up and it was a really eye-opening point because I started to realize that I had kind of had this belief that my sexual pleasure was only for other people's enjoyment, not for myself. And that's when things started to really shift for me. So I started kind of enjoying this challenge and things really did shift. You know, I started having more energy because I, um, you know, I was taking that time out for myself. You're you looking know? forward to the daily challenge, right? Okay, exactly. four o'clock today. And it wasn't one, I don't, I definitely didn't do 30 days straight. I don't even think I did a full 30 days, but it, it, the whole point of it was that I started to reconnect with my physical body, which was something I hadn't done for a really long time. Having three children and my third was a Caesar, like my body was nothing to what I was used to. And so reconnecting with my physical body was like this whole journey that started to open me up to what could really be, like how my life could really be rather than wearing these masks all day long. They started slowly peeling away and I started exploring that whole sexual side and that sexual energy, which I'd read about in um, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. He's like a whole chapter on sexual energy and I was like, I was always interested in that, but I kind of felt as though that was very masculine and, again, still not, you know, women don't do that. Mm. I Mm. thought you were going to say, I read about it in Dolly Doctor. Uh, 
How good was no, Dolly Doctor? No. Do you know that I tried to convince my publishers of my current book to put a sealed section in there and that was just too hard? Oh. How good was a sealed oh. section? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. My mum used yes. to rip the sealed section out so I wasn't allowed to read Especially it. Especially oh. for the good girls, like you say. Can yeah, I ask exactly. you, did you take your husband along on this journey? Did you say to him, hey, so I've got this crazy idea. When you're in a long-term relationship and you've got three children and intimacy can go by the wayside a bit because, you know, you haven't got time for all of it and you're exhausted, kind of broaching the topic can be hard because you feel silly trying to say this to the person who's, you know, probably the closest to you in the entire world and is the person who you would be doing it with. Hey, babe. Oh, my gosh, so much. (laughs) I need you to help me out here for 30 days. Most guys would probably be like, Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. I can't see a problem with that. But did yeah. you, was it a mutual thing or did you just take it on yourself? No, I felt like all this shame around it mm. because I felt like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. And so, yeah, I, I didn't. And I mean, this is quite a few years back. We've since divorced then, but I feel as though um, there was a lot of kind of shame stories for me around sex and all of that kind of stuff that didn't, I haven't dealt with until, po- you know, post-divorce. So I feel as though that could, would have really helped. And in fact, I was um, talking to a friend of mine uh, the other night, she was listening to this workshop that I'd done and she said, oh, that 30-day challenge. She's like, I tried that. She's like, but I tried it with my husband and it just didn't really work that well because, you know, she's like, I kind of got halfway through, but it was so exhausting. And Again, that focus has taken off our own pleasure and gone back into what they need and what they want and how we can, you know, serve in a way um, as in that role. And so when we're doing it by ourselves, it's back on us and we're back into reconnecting with our physical body. And, you know, the climax is not the point. It's uh, taking that time out to reconnect because often when we've had children, you know, we feel like there's a quite a process to really appreciate and love your body again. Often we're trying to reconnect with our body and we're feeling disgusted or we're feeling, you know, just blah or just like it, this isn't our body. It's very different. We so, were discussing how the different mirror you have can actually help with that as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. I, I don't know what the <laughs> shops right do, mirror. but it makes you I've look I've got amazing. one of those at home now. You can come to my house. <laughs> Start selling tickets to the mirror. To the mirror. The mirror is excellent. So let's just go with that. Um, what about putting time aside to masturbate? I mean, let's, let's, mm. that's what you're saying. Like how do yeah. you, like yeah. you were saying about your, your, your calendar. Okay, well, this week. Because well, I can't I mean, imagine if you've got a house full of people, it's necessarily <laughs> that easy to do. And it's not. It's not easy. And I think that's one of those self-care kind of things. You know, nothing, going out for a massage isn't easy or going to the gym's not exactly easy when you've got children for creation, whatever. But I think it's trying to find a few minutes to yourself um, and, it, you know, in the shower or, you know, get creative. But what really came up was like this whole orgasm challenge. What came up was that when we do reconnect with our physical self, we want to do things better for our bodies. We want to eat better. We want to take care. We want to move more. We want to play more. We want to have more fun in our life because that side of us is kind of opened up. Um, and I think that's where things shifted for me. You know, I did lose weight and that's not why I, I did the challenge, but it was because I wanted to take care of this body now because this body was 
Now, instead of this like uncomfortable, disgusting, like feeling so, you know, out of sorts with it, it was like, wow, it's, I, I get pleasure from her and, you know, I feel connected to her and, you know, these bits that jiggle, well, who cares? You know, it's not, it was that connection was back with me rather than trying to seek that approval from other people and that constant um, looking for something that's missing, yeah. Can I ask, can you walk us through the 30 days? Like, because I would oh, imagine okay. that the first part was very like, well, this is a bit, you know. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. any challenge, no matter what it is, yeah. no matter how long it is, you, you pretty much get to a point in the middle where you're like, okay, yeah, we're really, you know, I'm in here, I'm doing it. And then there's this period where you're like, what the heck, who can be bothered now? <laughs> and then at the end where you're, it's about to finish, you kind of like, then you run to the finish line, I, I feel, but I would love to learn. Yeah, well, I think getting started was really hard. I, there was a lot of the mindset to kind of work through. So like those beliefs, like women don't do this, like I'm married, like I've got kids, you know, this is for young 20-year-olds kind of thing that I had to deal with. So it was kind of difficult, which is why I hadn't spoken to my husband at the time about doing this because there was shame. I couldn't even tell him. And so that was what kind of made me start to question, like, why? What what am I what am I worried about? What am I worried about that he's going to say about doing this? So it was getting started was difficult. And as I started seeing more content like from this lady through Facebook, I started reading a bit more about what other women were doing and how great they were feeling. So I kind of felt like I was missing out. And so I started to, well, I started the, the challenge probably a few days later, nearly a week later. And once I got into it, it was more understanding that the, the right way to masturbate is it like, you know, like what are people doing? Like I hadn't really done a lot of this in the past, even before having children. So I'm like, geez, like I feel like I'm having to learn all over again. So it was a matter of learning, exploring, using extra stuff, some support. You're being so open yet so coy <laughs> with certain aspects. Yes. Yep. So you some stuff. There some yep. purchases online that were Purchase, definitely yep. made. And then you I didn't got, want the kids to answer the door oh, to no, collect those. Very that. discreet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What's in this package? Can I open it? No. Yeah. Oh yep. man. Yeah. Like yeah. what's yeah. that so, thing? <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, okay. So then I started to kind of, I got into it. I got into that um, experience. So I probably got, and I, I don't, I definitely wouldn't have done it every single day religiously for that 30 days. I probably would miss a day every now and then <laughs> because it's like, boy. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, okay. I, and then I kind of got halfway through. I'm like, okay, I've got to keep going because I, I was the kind of person that would be like, eh, it's a challenge. Like who cares if I don't finish it? Like I was never one of those finishes um, of, of short-term challenges that I saw online. So I'm like, okay, I, I have to do this one. This is, this is important. I was starting to see some big shifts. And I think when my energy was improving, um, I was actually having more fun in my day, which was a big shift from where I was at that point. With three young kids, my eldest was only five. It was really um, exhausting. I was just completely depleted at that point. So, uh, yeah, it was hard. But, but once I got to that middle point, it was more that I wanted to finish it for myself. 
and yeah, and then kind of have continued some sort of look of that challenge for the past few years anyway. So it was definitely something that I think people need to get out of their head of having to do it perfectly for 30 days. Otherwise they're not doing it right. You know, like if you're trying to do a juice cleanse and then you binge halfway through, it's like irrelevant. But this one is no matter how much or how little you kind of do, you're still going to make some improvement in this challenge. It's also very personal. It's not the kind of thing you're going to share with everybody necessarily. I wonder though, like the more that you're focused on it, do you want more of it? Like I I, I kept thinking that if that's what I'm doing, then I'm like, well, it's like any kind of, I don't want to use the word habit, but I say to patients all the time that might say that they have low libido, I'm like, well, it's one of those things for a lot of people, the more you do it, the more you want to do it. So, you know, did you find that that happened? Yeah, yeah, especially towards um, that middle section was like, oh, this isn't hard at all. Like getting started is difficult. <laughs> this isn't hard at all. This I takes like 45 seconds now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I turned into a man. I really have turned into a man. <laughs> yeah. And then I think it does improve your relationships because you then know what you want because we're often feeling as though it's their responsibility to be able to um, satisfy us, but we don't usually know what it is that we want. So there's a lot of pressure or you kind of in a marriage you kind of get into that slump of repetitive just this is the same moves it works let's keep it that way yeah um so kind of changing it up back to something you said before you, mm. you were like oh is this for 20 year olds do you find that actually women who are a bit older are more interested and committed and open-minded to the idea yes. of of creating orgasms for themselves because I can imagine 20 year olds just be like oh no not mm. so much we're kind of on the other side of things to men really aren't we totally. yeah and I don't feel like we've really embraced our sexual kind of um, confidence in our early 20s either. But I was speaking to someone else that in a similar kind of um, line of work and one thing that was, and I should, you know, and I've spoken about this recently and I guess I probably had never thought about it this way before, but when it comes to our libido and our hormones and us as women, every single day of the menstrual cycle is different. So mm. just because what worked yesterday and what, you know, might have actually been a trigger or something that actually got you in the mood might not work the next day. That's got to be pretty confusing <laughs> for the <So> your partner. Confu- <laughs> it's like, but well, that worked I yesterday. That- it's like it doesn't work today, dude. <laughs> two women, you've got the double whammy there. Yeah, right. Because you're all over. Although they right. sometimes well, go that- in sync. Anyway, sorry. You'd want to be yeah. in sync. That would help. But- that would really help if you're in sync. Yeah, mm. in that situation. And I think that can help if you are going to take on some kind of challenge is to work out which part of your cycle you're most excited. And I think that was where for me trying to get started, I was just like, nah, not interested at that very initial point. So it kind of took me a week to get into it. And I definitely know now this whole process has helped me um, kind of build that connection with my cycle as well, which is very regular now, which is great. You know, I've had endometriosis and PCOS and again, when I was 16, you know, put on the pill and all these things, and that disconnects us from our whole sexual energy as well because we don't have that cycle. Like it's not, we're not connecting with it as such. And so, um, yeah, it's taken a really long time. I'm in my mid-30s now and it feels like everything's starting to work out quite well. It is a taboo subject. Have you found Absolutely. pushback? 
What's what's people's um, reaction? You know what? I haven't as much. No, I have had um, people calling me, messaging me, sending me text messages. Less focus on being vocal um, in the public kind of eyes. So on on my posts and things like that on social media. More, you know, behind the scenes messages, phone calls, you know, um, of women just saying thank you for sharing this because. Most of the women I work with and who kind of really resonate with this is they're going through some kind of transition. Like obviously everything's not rosy and, and beautiful like what we think it is. And so they're going through this point where they're like, you know, I need, I need something, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's either separation, um, kids are a little bit older, like you go through that stage where you get to, a, you know, they're saying sleep through the night you're not breastfeeding or you're not, they're not like constantly up every two hours. And so you kind of go through a different transition of who am I now? You know, when you do start to I can sleep. Yeah, like you're a whole different human. But but also there's that too. It's like sleep, especially especially at that phase of Mm. our lives when kids are little, it's like orgasm, sleep, sleep, orgasm, sleep. Yeah. But see, I found that I, when I had an orgasm, it helps me sleep so much better. Mm And so that, right, that helps, right, um, right. you know, it eases stress. Like there's a lot of benefits to it that can um, help with the level of exhaustion. It's just like anything, you know, when you cut out sugar and you feel like crap for a few days, but mm. then you feel really good. So it's kind of, you know, this transition point. Mm. I'm still curious about your, your husband. Mm. Okay, so, you, so this was just your thing, so that's fine. Did he yeah. cotton on? Um, not till the end. Something about you. I don't know what it is, Nikki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I started, go. <laughs> yeah, that definitely was the case. Everything kind of shifted for us as well. Like we start, you know, he could see that I actually wanted it more. Whereas when you've got a breastfeeding toddler and then you've got two other children, it's like, you know, it was always the last thing mm. that you want at that point. So, you know, things started to shift there. But I, I still feel like when you have someone joining you in on this challenge and the challenge isn't for just to have an orgasm, like that's, you know, when it's this kind of deeper understanding of yourself, when you are trying to do this challenge with somebody else, it can mix that um, mm. lesson learning growth um, stage for you, yeah. And so you use the challenge to now take you to where you are now in the work that you do. Um, is it yeah. that you're doing the same thing with women now or what is it that you're doing? Sort of. So what I do is we work on the beliefs that people have first. So that's kind of where I start with coaching courses and things like that is we've got to work on, you know, what are the beliefs that we have around sex? What's holding us back um, from embracing our sexual side? You know, why for me, this is my, from my experience, like why was I always wearing black clothes? You know, I just wanted to fade into the distance. I didn't want to be noticed. I didn't want to stand out in any way. Um, so it's like breaking down those beliefs of what is holding us back. And then we start to look through um, what our definitions of success are. So what is the definition of successful body, a successful life, parent, um, career, things like that, because often that is brought back to um, the definitions that are given to us by our parents, our partners, our friends, society, social media and all that. And so we're kind of comparing our life to this definition of success that we have, but it's not even our own. So we start to kind of break that down and then we get into this um, challenge. And I work with people, you know, different 
um, le- lengths of challenges can work. Any like seven days, I would say, would be a minimum to kind of kickstart because it's not like you have to go for 30 days to get the benefits. Seven days, you'll get the benefits. Mm-hmm. And then we work on like more the practical side. So now that we've worked on those masks that we've been holding on to, that, um, that people pleasing, the, you know, the different, um, the skewed idea of what our life should look like. Um, and then we've been able to in- get in touch with our physical self and get in touch with who we really are. Then I work with them to create the habits and things like that in their life to create that life that they want because we're now forming habits based out of love and compassion for ourselves and pleasure rather than fear and restriction. So that's the, um, what I love to I do. I think the idea of sexual energy is really interesting mm. because it doesn't necessarily have to be physical. Um, yeah. I'm reading yeah. a book at the moment and I haven't got excited over reading a book for a while. Uh, but it's about, it's, a, it's called Rodham and it's about Hillary Clinton. If she hadn't, it's a novel. It, it's the story of if she hadn't married Bill, what would have happened? Ah, and so yeah. it's really great, but there's this wonderful bit in it where, spoiler alert, where she kind of embarks on this um, relationship with a man, but all they do is hold hands and hug. There's yeah. no, mm-hmm. but she said it's, it's, it's really intense. He's married and so, you know, they don't want to take it further. But it, it just sparked this thing in my mind. I thought how interesting though that when you've got, when your sexual energy is kind of vibrant and what, what have you, you have that attraction to people, but it doesn't necessarily have a physical form. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like going to a party and you know those people who everyone just wants to talk to. There's something about them. They're feeling really magnetic and that is kind of a feeling that you get. Like when you're feeling in touch with that sexual side, like you stand taller, you know, you wear, you want to wear nice clothes. You want to kind of do your hair, you feel like whatever makes you feel good, hair and makeup is not an essential thing, but that works really well for me. I want to present myself better in, in the life and, you know, I feel more confident in standing up for myself. Whereas before I'd always like be in the background and that is something that I think women struggle with, especially going through this, these transitions in our life. Um, we feel really lost and feel like we feel overwhelmed with what direction we should go in and what other people are expecting from us as well. I want to know what with the uh, clients that you work with now, what would be the number one block or self-belief or thought that actually you see that is the most common that's holding us back? Because I'm pretty sure that'd probably be a common one. Yeah, I think the biggest one is feeling as though they have been wearing this, like they don't, they're living someone else's life. Like, you know, these masks have been kind of put on and on and on, like, and it could be expected of you kind of. Yeah. What's expected of us. And so the block is what, who am I if I take this off? And that's why we don't want to take it off. So, and that's kind of the work that we need to do in order to kind of live that life with courage. You know, you hear all these motivational speakers saying, live with courage, live with authenticity. But when we're sitting here thinking, shit, what, what is that to me? Like, I don't know what I who I am without these masks, then um, that's what usually holds us back. And that's what this work is all about is taking, peeling that back and trying to work out um, who you are, but having that confidence to be like, this is great. Like this is the right, this is a great version. We don't need to have 
other people's beliefs holding us back. We don't need to have other people's definitions of success holding us back as well. Can I ask you a really weird question? Sure, <laughs> I love it. weird questions. So, okay. So if this is our, our one of our superpowers that we can tap into, say mm-hmm. you're going for a job interview in, it's in a couple of weeks' time, mm-hmm. can you prep yourself by doing some self-love in the, in the lead up to it? Like, is it that kind of thing that you can tap into or is it a more broader thing that gives you better confidence in yourself? And I mean, you absolutely could. I don't see any, any <laughs> like, um, downside of that. <laughs> no hard rules. <laughs> no, that's true. You don't need to always be doing it. Like once you've got to a point <laughs> of... I've got to do the groceries again. You don't have again. to be doing it daily or hourly. I've to do the, the groceries again. got to pet myself up first. <laughs> Well, at the moment, getting the groceries is a bit of an issue. Right. So, it's yeah. like, all right, got to start stuff <laughs> up, make myself feel better, get out the door in the morning. Let's get this. And, you know. Have I a mean, few minutes yourself. Sorry, but it's true. And I have to giggle because how many people, I think the number one cliche thing I get asked as a person, especially in healthcare, is what's your morning routine? <laughs> there we go. Well, let me <laughs> tell you. Something else to add yep. to the mix. But no, and I laugh at that question because as a parent in the morning, what's uh-huh. my, would you like to come and see what the routine looks yeah, like? It's really yeah, it's not pretty. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, and no disrespect to the people that are asking it, but they're usually people that either don't have children at home um, or mm. don't have children. So it's like, how quickly you forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there you go. Something to slip into the morning. in there as well. Into the oh, morning routine. Look. Oh, it's just another thing. Maybe do it later in the day. <laughs> yeah, I prefer <laughs> doing it at night, personally. I have more time then. So. <laughs> right, right. Totally. Oh, my Catholic upbringing is really bubbling to the surface here going, I can't believe we're making a podcast about masturbation. Well, is I'm that something that sure that upbringing? that's what everybody is thinking. Mm. That yeah. is, you know, has been raised in a similar way. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Really. That's where our our current disconnect was ingrained in us that this was mm-hmm. never to be okay. Um, yeah. Well, for those that have those those thoughts, right. yeah, yeah, that it wasn't okay that, and it was certainly wasn't to be spoken about. No, and you definitely no. weren't handed a mirror to work out which part was what. It was all a bit of no. a. You know, it's a bit of a guessing game. Really. Yeah, no, and no one ever encouraged me to look down there. I think the first time I actually really looked down there was actually when I was in labour, and my girlfriend said to me, "Get a mirror and see if you can see anything." And I'm like, "I'm not doing that." And then, of course, I hung up the phone. I was like, "I'm going to do that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, I was at a Catholic school, and so all of those beliefs kind of really do compound over time, and it's. Mm. Definitely something that only in, you know, the last five or six years that I've started to even think about, let alone talk about <laughs> with well, other I hope people. you ring your school and offer to go um, and give a bit of not. It. <laughs> you know what? Can I tell you? Trust me, it, you're still not allowed to talk about it. No. Because I Hi. was in, when I wrote Beautiful You, I had to, I was wanting the book in schools and I'm, I've spoken in schools and you still get the pushback. You still get the rundown of what you can and can't talk about mm. before you go into a classroom. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's, um, for me, my focus is on women and yeah. who have gone through this stage. And I definitely think we need to improve the resources for mm. teens because just being like, oh, don't use it, don't do that, don't touch yourself is not good enough. You know, it's it's creating a lot more issues as they get older. Why? I mean, when you put it like that, why? That's ridiculous. It's your body. You know, yeah. Do what you want Absolutely. to. Absolutely. But then it's yeah. with all the messages on social media and, and everywhere, it's kind of more that our body, especially as a woman, is actually for other people's pleasure. You know, it's 
for to please your partner or it's to have children and that's what it's all for. It's not for you and that's what I am really passionate about sharing. It's like, no, hang on, come back, come back to this and we can enjoy our bodies and a lot shifts once we do embrace that and we can work with our cycle as well is, um, you know, there's a lot of health benefits and mental health benefits. Mm. Can you tell us about your free online workshop before you leave? Certainly. So on my website, so it's Nikki Thompson. This is the confusion I think at the start was the spelling. So (laughs) N-I-C-K-Y-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N.com. If you head there, you'll be able to find the free workshop, which is all about orgasms and habits. So it's kind of uh, a rundown of what we've spoken about today, but in more detail of how to break down those beliefs and how to work through the, you know, different definitions of success that we have kind of feel like we're comparing ourselves against all the time. And then how do we get to that point of creating that life that we really want um, with love and passion Through and orgasm. Joy. Yeah. I love yeah. it. It's, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> it's something we have full access to. So, yeah. It's really true. We yeah. do. It's not a gym membership. It doesn't cost <laughs> <Nope>. you anything. <laughs> no. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Nikki, for taking the time to talk to us today. We've, um, I've definitely learned some things. Hmm. Oh, I'm really glad. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. It was nice to chat with you. Awesome. I'm glad we got to, um, Yes. Talk all about the stuff that um, people need to start talking about. Well, also too, you know, with um, people have been spending a lot more time at home during they 2020. Really have. So here's <laughs> another thing to add to the new hobbies that you can yeah, to so break you know, up the monotony of the sourdough making <laughs> orgasms. Sourdough. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a big thing. I got into it. But. There you go. No, I didn't. I didn't make any bread. <laughs> Not yet. Anyway. <laughs> Well, definitely um, very grateful for you and your work, Nikki, and I'm sure a lot of women will um, be very keen to connect and, and yeah. learn more. Look, you know what else? If there's a free workshop, you just have a little look-see and maybe it might spark or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank Excellent. you so much for being brave enough to, um, you know, take your Catholic upbringing and put it over there and <laughs> make this available for everybody too because it's really, it's hard to, to shake that stuff. So yeah. good on you. I hope you... Wake up every day and go, yes, I've done it. Here we go. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Cecilia, we have not got any more reviews. Oh, look, this is breaking your heart, isn't it? I am very upset, but I would love for or invite anybody to uh, definitely go on over to good old... Um, or wherever you're listening to this, and and rate us. um, And, you know, five stars is always our favourite. And please follow us on Instagram. The Wellness Collective Podcast is where you will find us. And uh, there are some, there's there's lots of photos of us, you know, can't get sick of that, surely. Um, But all that you can see all our guests and uh, lots of fun things too that Mm -hmm. you... uh, I think some little like moments of, of glorious uh, philosophy pop into your head and that's where they end up and it always makes me laugh. So thank you. Excellent. All right, until next time, we hope this episode, and I'm sure it has left you feeling happier. Healthier. And it will make you feel better. Absolutely. Absolutely.